right in D.C. Here's Gail Trotter. Are laws only for the little people? That's the topic we're going to discuss today. And you know that there are many, many laws on the books at the local level, at the state level, at the federal level, and people who are unaware can easily get caught up in violations of the law and face prosecution, face loss of employment, lots of ramifications for violating the law. Something I want to talk about today is whether or not the laws are equally applied fairly to those who are at the heights of of political power, wealth, prestige, the same way that they're applied to the little people, you and me. And what made me think of this was reading an article over the weekend on Hot Air, hotair.com, talking about classified information. Now, this caught my eye because we have been seeing this ongoing discussion, debate, national conversation about Hillary Clinton dealing with the classified information that she became uh, in possession of, custody of, as Secretary of State. Now, the understanding of that story was that Hillary Clinton had this classified information given to her as Secretary of State, and she had established her own private email server in order to have access to this information. So all of her business as Secretary of State apparently was handled on this private email server that the server was contained in her domain. It was not even kept on State Department property, and she had the ridiculous comment saying that the server was secured, which completely shows her lack of you know, any technical skills whatsoever, because it's not the physical location of the server, it's whether or not hackers can get into it and get access to the information. So when you think about that, you understand that Hillary Clinton bypassed the normal channels of message delivery in the government. Now, why does the government want its secretaries of state as much as its secretaries to run all of their information through government servers? Well, part of it is to make sure that they can have important classified information confined to the domain where it belongs so they can have control over this information and maybe information that the interior secretary has is not that important but I can guarantee you that any information that the secretary of state has probably implicates national security definitely implicates foreign policy and there are countries around the globe that want to know what the the focus of U.S. policy is going to be and how to do end runs and negotiations that we have with all of these foreign countries. So we understand that it's critically important that the State Department control this classified information. Also, there is a federal law that requires the government to give information under the Freedom of Information Act under certain circumstances to citizens who have a right because we have a system of self-government. They have a right to understand what the federal government is doing on their behalf and at the command of the people. So we have this Freedom of Information Act that many organizations are able to utilize in order to understand What's going on in D.C. that the rest of the country does not understand, does not know all these negotiations, secret deals, secret dealings. The Freedom of Information Act, although it does not allow us to have classified top secret information, it does allow us to know some of the stuff that is going on. So those are two really important things why an organization like the State Department agency would need to have control over any information that, say, 
Secretary of State Hillary Clinton might have. And so her end run around that implicates not only national security, but also the people's right to know what is going on at the highest levels of government. So back to this hot air piece that I read, it really caught my eye because it told the story of this former Navy submariner who had taken cell phone pictures of classified systems on his boat. Now, this former Navy person is going to face up to 30 years in prison, 30 years in prison. We have murderers who don't even get 30 years in prison. Now, what did he do? He took photographs on his cell phone of highly classified areas of the sub. Now, our military strategy right now depends a lot on subs to be able to attack, to be able to be unseen, to go into places that uh, the enemy would not know that we're going. It's this rapid responsibility to, you know, dominate a situation when U.S. national security is at risk. So it's very critically important to keep the information on these submarines secret and classified. So... This sailor took illegal photos of these classified systems, and some of the photos revealed the maximum speed of the submarine. Now, that's classified information. Now, you can imagine that it's really important to know how fast a submarine is able to travel, because if the enemy can locate where our submarines are, then they know how much time they have before the submarines are able to move their location and attack targets that are further away. So you can see why that's critically important to national security. There were also photos of the ship's reactor, the reactor compartment, and the maneuvering compartment. So not only would that give any potential enemy information about our particular systems, it would also give them ideas on how to develop their submarines so that they're more able to combat the submarines that we have on the world stage right now. So when you understand that this sailor took these photos, well, how did our government find out that the sailor had taken these illegal photos? Did he disseminate them to the enemy? No, he didn't. He didn't, as far as we know, he didn't turn them over to the Russians. He didn't turn them over to the Chinese. What happened was he threw away his cell phone. And the dumpster foreman found the cell phone in the dumpster. And having just been to the garbage slums of Cairo, I understand that people whose job it is is to, you know, take what they can out of these garbage areas. They recycle this stuff. They reuse it. They're able to put it to good use, make money off it. So this dumpster foreman, this cell phone has been thrown away. He spots it. He takes it out. He's going to try and repurpose it. And then, oh my goodness, he finds pictures of the inside of a nuclear sub on the cell phone. And he is trying to figure out what's going on. And this happened down in Hampton, which is near our Navy base. So, you know, people down there, if you live near something that's kind of the company business, the town business, you kind of become aware of being able to be on the lookout for stuff like this. So he asked someone that he knew who was in the Navy to what was the deal with these pictures and that person contacted Naval Security. So then we had a a Department of Justice investigation to where these pictures came from and they were able to pinpoint it to this sailor 
And then they further investigated and realized that the sailor had tried to get rid of his laptop, which also had pictures on it, presumably some kind of evidence that showed he had done something that violated the law. And what happened to that laptop? He took it to his grandfather's farm to destroy it. And he told his grandfather that he was using the laptop for target practice. So you can see, you know, what they say, oh, the tangled webs we weave when at first we try to deceive. So he's done something wrong. He tries to get rid of it by tossing his cell phone and has the unfortunate uh, luck, bad luck, to have the dumpster foreman pick up his cell phone. That triggers the investigation. Then they continue to go looking. They find out that the laptop might have evidence. He's left the laptop at his grandfather's farm, and he gave his grandfather the cover story that he tried to destroy it uh, as target practice. So you can see that this this uh, story gains more strength as it goes along. But I want to underscore for you that there has not been any indication that this sailor took these pictures for anything other than his private use. So he was wrong. He violated the law to take the pictures and they make it very clear to the sailors that this is confidential information. Anybody in the military, anybody in the government around DC, you get inundated with information, training sessions, reminders, pop-ups on your computer all the time about classified information. So you understand that the government takes this very seriously and people could die as a result of the transmission of this information. So as far as we know, the sailor took the pictures but didn't transmit them to anyone, didn't transmit them to his girlfriend to show off, didn't transmit them to you know his buddies to say, isn't this cool that I'm working on this nuclear uh, submarine, didn't transmit them to our allies, uh, didn't transmit them to our enemies, Russia, China, Iran, any place where we might be concerned that this information would empower our enemies against us. But it doesn't matter. He was wrong to take the pictures. And in not only taking the pictures, but getting rid of his cell phone and his laptop, other people had access to this very classified information. So just even having that information on personal and unsecured devices, those are felonies, which are our highest crimes. And when we think about that, and we kind of uh, analogize to the situation with Hillary Clinton, think about what happened with her. She received classified information And she transmitted it, that the inspector general said there were at least four episodes where Hillary sent classified information to other people. So not only did she receive this information on a personal device, her email server, that was not allowed by the government, it was not cleared or secured by the government, she received the classified information. So it's like the pictures being on these devices of the nuclear submarine, but then she also forwarded it to other people without observing the protocols that are required to keep this classified information in the hands of those it belongs to. Now, it doesn't matter what her intent was because she intended 
to set up this private email server. And that itself is a violation of the law. Now, on top of that, my understanding from this article, now I've never been uh, in a class, a job where I handled classified information, but I've lived in DC long enough to understand a little bit about how this stuff works. But this article goes into it really well and says that these documents have markings on them that say whether the information is unsecured, whether it's classified, whether it's top secret. And so there were there were markings on whatever information Hillary received. And when she forwarded this information to other people, she did not include the proper markings. So when you think about the protocols that are set up, she's the secretary of state. She should be the prime person following the rules to make sure that our country is safe and that our men and women who are serving overseas to preserve freedom and to advance our national interests, that they are safe. She has the primary responsibility, I would say second only to our commander in chief, President Obama, but there's another podcast for you. We understand that she has a responsibility to secure this information, to protect the national interest, and to make sure, that especially, that our service men and women overseas are safe. And yet she decided to forego that. She has not given any reasonable explanation for why she decided to do that. So she, so this poor sailor who did violate the law and knew that he shouldn't have done it. Um, He's facing up to 30 years in prison because of his actions. Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State, who's in the elite of our politics and wealth as well, and all of the advantages that she's had, what consequences does she face? She's continuing her campaign. She's shamelessly continuing her campaign for president of the United States to be the person that I just said, the person, the commander in chief who has the most responsibility in our federal government to protect the national interest and to protect the lives of servicemen and service women overseas. So you see that there is a double standard. Hillary's at the top of the power uh, ladder. She has climbed her way to the very, almost the very top. She's in run, in the running for the top job, and yet she uh, just willfully violated the protocol and put people at risk. And not only that, her email server, she didn't even dump it at her grandfather's farm and say that she was using it for target practice. We don't know where he, her email server is. She refuses to turn it over. She refuses, even though Chairman Trey Gowdy, who's a congressman and is in charge of the committee trying to look into the Benghazi disaster, tragedy, horrific happening, he's asked for it and she won't even turn it over to an independent third party to have it uh, looked at. So you think about the situation with the sailor where the cell phone and the federal government, the Department of Justice, went and found the laptop, even though it was on private property of the grandfather's property, it's turned over and it's being used to make a federal case against the sailor. And yet, Hillary Clinton is able to avoid that. She is able to avoid having to turn over her email server. Now, 
Loretta Lynch is the head of the Department of Justice. She replaced Eric Holder in the last few months, and she is her department is responsible for the prosecution of this sailor. Her department should be responsible for looking into this issue with Hillary's server as well. So when you violate the law, you usually have liability for violating the law. And then if you try to cover it up in the sense that you lie to investigators or you destroy evidence, usually there are charges rendered for obstruction of justice. So in Hillary's case, why are there no no why is there no investigation to instruct to obstruction of justice either? Why is the Department of Justice not all over this? And the real question here is to understand how not only our federal government is, I would say, being corrupt in this instance and not holding Hillary Clinton to the standard of the law or the standard that they apply to the little people like the sailor, but also the fact that there's not enough media outcry about this. How has she not been shamed off the national stage, at least until she gets this resolved? But no, no, the laws are different for you and me and for those who wield power, which is why conservatives like me feel like there's too much power in our government. Because when you give power to the federal government, then you are really giving them the opportunity to abuse that power. And we see this as not only in the case with the email server of Hillary Clinton, I also want to point your attention to the Obamacare Act. We have congressional offices who, despite the black letter law of the Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare, they were told under that law, Congress voted that the congressmen and their staff would not be able to be uh, under like a special provision rather than falling under Obamacare like all the rest of the people have to do. And instead, President Obama's Office of Personnel Management came up with a special rule for Congress that they would be entitled to receive subsidies that no one else in the United States at their level would be able to receive. So Senator Vitter from Louisiana has come forward to try many, many times to remove the special exemption for Congress. And the latest iteration is called the No Exemption for Washington from Obamacare Act. And you would think that this would be a no-brainer, that our, our elected representatives should have to live under the same laws that they pass for the rest of us. But yet this is just another example where they pass laws that they don't have to live under. And maybe that's why they're passing these laws that the rest of us don't like because they don't feel the pain of it. Well, I just wanted to bring that to your attention And I think that as we go forward, I'm going to try to highlight more episodes or opportunities where those who are in power above us do not abide by the laws that they expect the rest of us to abide. Until that time, you can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. You can check out all my work, my written work and other things that I'm doing at GailTrotter.com. This is Gail Trotter right in D.C.'